And we're live. Perfect timing for you to get a message. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, everybody, we are live in Lenexa. <laughs> That's right. It's been a while, but uh, oh my God, we've got a packed show for you guys today. I, I think we should just get right into it. What do you say? Let's do it right now. All right, let's do it right now. If you want to go and take a ride with me with three wheeling in the fall. Goldies, oh why must I live this way? If you wanna go and get high with me, smoke a L in the back of the Benzie, oh why must I feel this way? You're listening oh, hi, to Jesse. Try to Podcast, the show about an aspiring comic and an ex-con trying to start over and make good after years of f***ing it up. Still bringing up old Oh shit. yeah, and they, they try to make it radio friendly for some f***ing reason. Not anymore. Uh-huh. Now, here are your hosts, Jeremy and Brian. Oh. Is my microphone on right now? I don't hear myself. Yes, it is. I can it definitely is? hear you. Okay. Yes. I need to clean my ears, I guess. Welcome to the show, everybody. That's uh, This is our old intro. Um, we kind of missed it. Yeah, we just kind of... Well- like we love the new song, but we just really miss the uh, energy that Jesse brings in that opening speech. Yeah, that's Which, exactly by the right. Way, Jesse just blowing up. I mean, he already was blowing up, right? But Jesse blowing up even more. Um, I doubt it, Dollamore. I doubt it with Dollamore. Thank you very I much. I doubt it, Dollamore. <laughs> would I even notice the with? And by the way, I can't. His wife. I didn't even know her name was with. But anyway. <laughs> Started did with, you, with Dollamore. Did you know that uh, they didn't ask me anything recently on their podcast? I doubt it with Dollamore. And uh, somebody asked about the uh, intro that I did for them. Uh, a mid-roll is what they call it. A mid-roll. Did you know I did a mid-roll for them recently? I think you told me you did It's one. been a few months. Uh, and somebody asked about it. They said, oh my God, I love that mid-roll intro. Where I, uh, not mid-roll somebody intro. Somebody actually said mid-roll. They, mid- used, they used the terminology. No, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. Uh, hey, that mid-roll was very amazing. <laughs> but... Um, they said uh, the way that I said, uh, beautiful people just like you. Um, and they gave us a big old shout out on the show. Oh, that's great. Yeah, on he, TTP. Like, Jesse getting big buzz and not forgetting his unknown friends in Kansas City. <laughs> Whoops, I just uh, exited out of the app that I was using to play that. And uh, and, and now, we're, okay. now we're totally into now, the show. Now we are here. We are here, everyone. Funny story about that, uh, that, that though. You know how Jesse did that, that intro for us. He did that for free. Yeah, right. That's great. I did the mid roll for them, and he sent me a hundred bucks. I know. And, and I was I, like, oh, well, I know, I know, but <laughs> but he has sponsors and a budget, and like I said, I I I never saw any of that uh, dollar more money. <laughs> Let me check Cash App one more time. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have something to do no, with that intro? That, yes. Is that yes. mid roll. Try to podcast. <laughs> Try to podcast. So much to get to. I was in Nashville for a couple of weeks, uh, and then I was here for a week, and then I was in Vegas uh, slash um, Zion National Park God, for a this week. Drink is delicious. Yes, I'm sorry to interrupt. Continue. No, that's okay. That's okay. So uh, we've got a lot to get to. Um, while I was in in Nashville, I uh, guys, you got to hear this. Disproportionately, got really pissed off at you. Actually, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, are, you all right, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm great. I just went off on you. Yeah, you uh, did. Yeah, you did. You had a long work day. You got mad. Yeah, we were supposed to record, and I had brought all my equipment with me, and I was pumped because of, I had a couple stories to tell. 
and I couldn't wait to do it. I went to the Indian uh, food place across the street, uh-huh. got the food, got upstairs, and... I don't want to bury the lead, but yeah. we will get to it in a moment why yeah. I missed this recording. Oh, okay. Right on. I, I would, I'm interested in hearing it. <laughs> So, um, so we'll be talking about it. One of the stories, but we, uh, but, but we, we are healed now, uh, went a couple days without texting. Um, yeah. I think I just sent you a random link to an article and said, LOL. And as a, as a olive branch. Yeah. And, and then I, we were yes. back together again. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. Here we is. So, um, so yeah, I was in Nashville for a bit and my God, uh, so much to get to it. Where should I start? Um, right before we went to Nashville, uh, now You'll you'll be doing a little bit of mental math here, and I'm just going to tell you, uh, we did Christmas with my parents, January twenty something. Yeah, it, it was postponed. 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 It kept getting pushed back, and you knew yep. you had a gift, and you couldn't tell me what the gift was. You didn't want to ruin the surprise. And what was that? Oh, I didn't. I didn't tell you. Um, it, yeah, it was a uh, it was a coffee maker. It was. It was the Ninja Coffee Maker. It was a Ninja Coffee Maker. I was very I was very pleased with that, but. Something interesting happened while I was there. First of all, I, I gave Sarah a walking tour of Norwich, Kansas. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, the best three and a half minutes of her life. Yeah, it, it, well, besides the honeymoon. But I'm ching. ching. Thank you. And so we, uh, I gave her a walking tour, let her know like all the all the places that I hung out, uh, the, the rumors about people that may or may not have still been living there or not, uh, all, the, all the good stuff. Um, and uh, after that, we came back to the house, played a bunch of ping pong, which, by the way, my dad's 76 dude, years old. Dude, the video, he's freaking incredible, man. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm good at ping pong. Um, and he can still take me every once in a while. I didn't play him this time because I was letting my... Uh, dude, stop it right there. What? You didn't play him this time because you saw he was in the zone. He was in the zone. Dude, was... that, so that proves to me, like, I'm all over dramatic and extra with my motions and ping pong. Yeah. He's just smooth and steady with it. It's like watching James Taylor play the guitar. Yeah, he's like I pl- I played somebody in racquetball one time. Um, I I joke around, but I'm not absolutely sure that I'm I'm inaccurate on this. He had a uh, a navy hat on, and um, I joked around that he was in World War II, but I think he might have been. He he had ace bandage around his his knees, like he didn't have like a uh, a knee brace on. He was just old and just said, well, this ace bandage works well enough. And he just wraps his knees with ace bandages. He played me and my and buddy they really Craig. they do nothing. I mean, that, that, I, think, that, I think they keep things in place. Yeah, I guess, I think. I guess they're trying to lock it in place. Yeah, yeah. And, it, doesn't uh, hurt for my, it doesn't work for my ankles, I can tell you that. I, imagine if you didn't have them on. Ugh. So this guy would just stand in the middle and he would move like two steps one way or two steps the other. And he would demolish me every game. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I'm running yeah, all over exactly. the place trying to keep up. That's like whenever I play you in racquetball. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's why I felt when I was playing this old man, but my dad, he, you know, you, you, you send him a spike and he just lobs it back up to you. And, and he just holds the racket still. It looks like, like mm-hmm. he just lets the racket do the work. He yeah. doesn't try and kill it. Yeah. And, 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 and he makes you make the shot. Yeah. And and the, but the but the moment I start to let up a little bit, boom! Here comes here comes the fast one. Yes. Right. So he was teaching uh, my sister's um, a boyfriend's son how to play. That's a lot. This is uh, okay, let me see. Tiffany is boyfriend. Just consider him my son. nephew. Eh, it's kind of hard to consider a nephew when they're not married. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically living in sin. So this uh, Gary and Mary do not approve of that. This this kid could not play when we when they first started playing. But okay. I remember my dad. He was giving him the same tips that he gave me. 35 years ago stop touching your dick jeremy play ping pong <laughs> okay so jeremy quit touching your dick <laughs> watch the ball damn it <laughs> not those balls <laughs> so 
Jesus. So, so we're doing that. I'm, I'm drinking wine. Wine of all things. I love this. Well, I love I this post for you. You're just sitting back, drinking wine. Just drinking wine, watching things. Watching it. And uh, just enjoying myself. Because yeah, we were, we were a little great. bit nervous about whether Christmas was going to be any fun or not. And then I was like, well, hang on a second. My parents have the baddest ass basement in all of Norwich. We got a pool hey, table. In all of Norwich. Yeah. Got a pool table. Which means they have a basement. A TV. We've got a ping pong table and a sump pump. When I was a kid, that oh, sump pump was a lot of fun. Man, did you ever did you ever used to sneak a leak in a sump pump? All the time. Yeah, exactly. Well, the shower was right next to the sump pump, which okay. is kind of baffling for a lot of people. I used to shower just like open air, like basically a locker room shower down there. Basically, so oh. so it used to be in my grandparents' house. I can't house. believe I've never been to this place before. I know, right? It's a magical place. Yeah, I want to. It see is it frozen in time. In person frozen in time. I saw the wood paneling. Oh God, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, my grandpa, you know, he used to come in from the farm and grandma didn't want him to walk through the house. So they had a side entrance, go straight down to the basement, shower there. That is awesome. And it was just, it's just a, po- it was just a post with a faucet coming out and it was just so, hot and cold. So, you know, what's so great about this is back hmm. then things were just for what were just for functionality. It yeah. wasn't like, does it match the rest of the house? What's it going to make nope. this look like? It's just like, no, this is here because I want you to wash your dirty ass when you come in from the fields. Yeah. And that's it didn't it matter what it looked. It's just how did it work? Right. And I think that's, it's just so crazy that I think we put so much stress these days on, does this flow? Does this look right. good? How does I mean, this, how's look? this Yeah. And fuck it, it. Just put a goddamn shower head on that fucking wall. That's all take it was. a shower. That's all it was. There's no yeah. shower curtain. No, no curtain. No. It's going to hit the concrete floor it's just and wash cu- down to the sump. Yeah. So I, uh, I I would absolutely all the time piss into that thing. And then I would air dry and play ping, uh, play pool. That's badass, Jeremy. Yeah. So when people ask me, like, how would you get so good at pool? Well, I used to dry off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I would play. dry my balls while knocking them in pockets. So while, pockets, by the way. While I was there, little update for you guys on um, one of the things that I've been working on a little bit behind the scenes. They said, hey, you still have some stuff upstairs in your bedroom. Oh, God. I this, haven't this, I haven't lived there since 1999. This is where the story gets weird, guys. And I'm thinking it's just some Michael Jordan stuff. It's a really which there stiff were, sock. There, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's your Craig Elo poster. <laughs> that's actually a Jordan poster. I had a space joke. That's right. Yeah, imagine Elo forever on that poster. Like, <laughs> Motherfuckers, take that shit down. So, uh, so I go up in there and, and there are some you know memorabilia. There's some Space Jam stuff in there. One of them I think might be worth some money, to be honest with you. Yeah. It was a, it, it was a mispackaged Space Jam. Errors uh, are worth more. A thing. A figurine. I, a doll? Do you call it a doll? Uh, it's figurine, a figurine. A figurine is more yeah. manly. It, it's unopened. Um, there's a little bit of a crease in it. You still have it there? No, I got it in a box over here. Dude, McGear is so cool. My parents are like, Brian, you left this fucking <laughs> playing card here. You need to either get it out of here or we're throwing it away. Right. McGear, they just let you keep... Stuff there? I guess so. I, I didn't even realize all that stuff He'll was there. He'll be back someday. I don't, I'm not sure about that Sarah yet. <laughs> we'll see him He'll someday. He'll be back. He'll be back. So, um, but yeah, I mean, th- to be fair, I've taken a lot of stuff out of there. Yeah. And I didn't know this other stuff was there. So it's just in a closet in my old bedroom. And I was like, oh, fine. I, at first I was like, just throw it all away. I don't care. And th- that's how I feel. Right. And I, I know we may have talked about this in the past, but things have such value. Like, oh my God, this is... This is like the pack of cigarettes yeah. that Eddie Vedder signed, you know, <laughs> or this is like something. It's somebody's 
fucking name on a piece of paper. Right. And I don't give a shit. Yeah. It, it's a matchbox, mom. Yeah, Why would I keep the yeah, matchbox? Like, but at a certain time in your life, it these things lot. mean something. And to it be, is a program from a play in high school. Right. This was the greatest show I was ever in. To, to be fair to the parents at the time that we had it, which we are frozen in time for them in those moments. Yeah. It was very important, so that's why they keep it. You yes, know what I mean? Exactly. Like we haven't aged in their in their mind. That's right. We're still the high school kid that like they like they're worried about us all the time, and yes. so like the, the, oh, the, yeah. they they keep that stuff, and I appreciate it because I went up there, I opened up. Oh my God, I just remembered this. My dad sealed it like he was some sort of archivist. Um, it was there was classic Gary. There was packaging in there. There was uh, uh, the, the clear packaging tape, uh, like separating the, the certain items from it, and then like he he had that packed in there where like no air was getting in. Like it was going to be preserved for as long as it was in there. Yeah. I open. I start opening things up. I'm, I'm taking packing newspaper out of there, and I, I I find this file, and I'm like. Oh, this is probably all the fan letters that I got when I was with the Wichita Children's oh, Theater. Like, I could have used that file to escape prison, Jeremy. Thanks a lot. <laughs> so, um, not, oh, not that kind not of not that kind of file, a different file. Right, right. Should have put it in the cake. And um, to be fair, some of those fan letters were in there. Uh, when I was with the Wichita Children's Theater, we would perform for kids, and the teachers would make them as a writing assignment assignment. yeah yeah so my mom's at there when i pulled it out she was like reading through all this stuff like it actually mattered i'm like mom they were forced to do this you understand that right but like little rebecca says she doesn't cut herself anymore because you did so good in pinocchio (laughs) yankee doodle dandy thank you very much um and then i get to this uh chicken parm rick rickety old papers and i start looking through it and i'm just like state of oklahoma what notice he said rickety old so this document is very very old at least 40 years old it's ancient and i start looking at the date of birth and it was my date of birth i was like wait it a matches. second wait Four, a second 420 yep and so i start looking and i'm like what the hell and I look up, and it's birth certificate. And I was like, oh, hey, my birth certificate. That's Folks, cool. This right here is a big, big break in the case. It's a breakthrough. So underneath my birth certificate was all of the applications for uh, adoption. For those of you who don't remember, Jeremy is a shelter human. That's right. I am a shelter human. <laughs> who was adopted by McGare. Actually, what I was on the form was baby boy Childress. Baby boy Childress. Typically, baby boy is a term used in the African-American community, but <laughs> apparently Jeremy's original name was baby boy. Uh, baby boy Childress. It had information from my mother. It had information from my father. No contact information even as of then. But it, it, it was my parents' application as well about like why they deserve to have. This is amazing, guys. It, yeah. So I got, to, I got to read all through this and stuff. And I, I'm up there going, oh, my God. And I'm passing stuff off to Sarah. And she's like, baby boy Childress. Oh, my God. And uh, 116th Native American was my father. Okay, guys. So first of all, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody could tell. I mean, yeah. Like, know, like, like I was always telling me. Jeremy, he was either Irish or Cherokee. I can never quite tell. It's really hard to tell. They look the same to me. Basically. But it's but, like the Sicilians and the Italians. It's it's really yeah, hard to tell you know, the difference Oklahoma, between the two. The fact that you're an Okie is right. ki- is freaking cool. Uh, yeah, Okie from so, Muskogee. So I, 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 this is kind of like what happens when you transplant like something from one one region to another, and it still thrives because you were born in a uh, an Indian outlaw slash an Okie. 
Yeah. Um, and now you are so so that's a very um right wing area there. <laughs> and then they transplanted you into a liberal situation and you're still growing and thriving. Jeremy. That's right. That's right. Jeremy. Now to be fair, there was a transition there of eighteen years where Casino I was casino money, bro. Where I was with a very conservative family. Oh, you were very conservative when I met you. This guy. Very this innocent fella. So baby boy childress. And here I am thinking, like, oh my God. Baby boy children. I am I am baby boy childress. And I, I I went running downstairs. Keep in mind, my teeth are all purple from all the wine, and <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, still hey. naked from his ping pong shower. Hey guys, what what? Huh, baby boy childress, huh? <laughs> huh? And my parents, not seeing those documents for forty years, uh, are like, huh? What, what? Would you like what? to go have some chicken parm? <laughs> Don't try and change the subject, Mary. And I, that's I, I was being so accusatory of. The, I was like. Baby boy children's. What does that mean? Does that mean anything to you? My dad's like, no, I don't. Oh, I don't know what you're talking all, about. Son, do you want to look at your Space Jam toys? <laughs> I'm just like, really? This means nothing to you. This means nothing to nothing. I thought I told you to burn those, Mary. <laughs> and yes. yeah, they had no idea uh, what and, I was talking obviously about. Obviously, they're being they're being truthful, right? Because they're the most straight laced, you know. Good. They are the salt of the earth. Yes, I don't know are. where that term comes from or what it even means. Right. Like, I don't know either. The salt of the earth. Why is that a good thing? I don't know. But I... these people are freaking saints. You They're know? good people. They're good people. They took in a young Indian boy <laughs> and raised him as their own. I was more Irish than Indian, but yeah. yeah but, you know, Irish Indian. Um, but... I'm talking to them about it, and they, they're not offering me anything. But I started thinking back to when I was a kid, and they would tell me that, like... You have you're you're part of Nate, part Native American, and I was always like whatever at one thirty second, I guess. No, but would, still, say hey, Jeremy, you're sitting Indian style. You can say that because you're Native American. <laughs> the rest of you are crisscross applesauce. Continue. So now I've got this stack of papers I need to go over, and my God, you drank that drink fast. That drink was delicious, <laughs> guys. I just had a quadruple. <laughs> was it a vodka tonic? It's a vodka tonic, yeah, and it was. Fucking amazing. I wish you guys could all taste what I just tasted. <laughs> and we'll a, taste again here shortly. When when you poured that in there, I was like, oh my God. It was heavy handed, right? It was a Henson pour. 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 So now I've got all these documents to go over. Uh, I've got a website that I looked up a little while ago um, to, to kind of help me track down my parents as well, specific to the state of Oklahoma. So I'm going to slowly but surely start doing that. And uh, it, it, I've been talking about it, talking a big game for a little while. But now, um, I've got that information, and I think I might just pull the trigger on that. Uh, I think we should. I mean, yeah. and and if if we put it on the show, we'll leave that up to you. But I think it would just be worth, you know, it, at least my, a my health, my health, into, my health uh, uh, history. Yes, I mean, exactly. That's like, one hey, of the things uh, I'm interested cancer, in. Cancer, diabetes. What do I got to worry about? I mean, obviously, you guys are fat. My parents have got to be fat. <laughs> Look at me. Now, see, I struggle thing, with though. it. Time, time, time is ticking. Mm-hmm. So one of them may or may not be alive still. Well, I've thought about that. Consider the consider the factors. Mom was fifteen. Dad was fourteen. Yeah. So I mean, damn. Yeah, uh, you're not starting off at a good good spot. Yeah. When you're having yeah, a kid that, at fifteen and fourteen yeah, years rough. old, 
Right. So and back in the day when coat hangers were hard to come by. Right. They would just push the baby out and then just give it away. And I'm, you know, this is like it's actually you're you're kind of on point there. Yeah. A lot of times they would they would go away for a few yeah, months. You got to disappear, go stay with family. Yep. And then they'd come back and nobody would talk about yeah, it. Yeah, nobody would talk about it. Um, yeah. I. I think that it would be good just for you. I mean, I, I know like you know that I suffer, I struggle with a lot because the dad that I know, it wasn't in my life. Right. So I, I just think in I am impressed by the way that you're able to like not be affected by this. But um, I think it'd just be a good story, man. It just I think for so. you, even if we even if you decide in the end, it's too personal. It's too close, too close. It's too real to share on the show. Mm hmm. I think it'd still be something that uh, you should explore and that I should be a part of. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll keep you posted. Thank I'll, you. I'll probably, you know, give updates on the show about it. Um, kind of depends on how things go. Like if I if I find them and they are dickheads, I'll probably tell everybody about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> that's I, good shit. Well, I actually kind of <laughs> consider them to be the parents of Joe Dirk. Where they're going to oh, be yeah. like, oh my God, you got a good job. A oh, good you podcast. Got, oh, hell, we're trying to sell our clowns. <laughs> so, uh, so there's that. And then I, I flew out the next morning to Nashville and yes, this is where it gets interesting. Got it. Got in a rental car, got to stay in, uh, uh, West Memphis this time. Um, but it was like really close to downtown. So like from my hotel, uh, I stayed at the aloft and I, it was about a mile and a half walk down to like all the honky tonk bars. Uh, Love that shit. Which I didn't step foot in. But you asshole, uh, dude. It was this was during the height of Omicron. Uh, okay, you're right. You're right? right. And I was working in an office at the time, so like, and I, I, working with you know a hundred independent adjusters who I were all going there at night. And yeah, probably. But there, 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 there had been some issues at the office. Independent so I was like, adjusters. Those are the freelancers, right? The yeah. Lo the, the the loose cannons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the loose cannons. Free agents. They are free agents. Yes. Yes. They just get hired by contract. Backstabbing uh, fuckers. The the company that I work for, um, they I don't know why you're going that far with it, but um, they got behind and had to hire a bunch of independent adjusters. I went down there to manage them. Um, so I was, I was, I was walking downtown every night, but I wasn't going to the honky tonk bars. I was going to like the nice restaurants and stuff and eating down there. Um, which was nice because I got to walk a mile and a half there, a mile and a half back, got my little workout in. Yeah. It was, it was uphill on the way back. A little bit of a challenge sometimes after I had my second beer and then try to walk back. Yeah. Yeah. Like they say, Oh my it's God. A, it's a, how long of a walk to the bars? A uh, mile and a half down. And how long did it take you? My, uh, it took me probably 25 minutes or so to get 25 down there. 25 minutes to get there, an hour and a half to get back. <laughs> Dude, uh, <laughs> I learned really quickly that uh, the McDonald's and the 7-Eleven on the way back was not open to the public as far as restrooms go. Because I tried to get in there. Oh, yeah? And this is like right west of downtown. Uh -huh. uh, like it's still amongst the high rises and stuff like that. Yeah. I was I was walking back. I was a little tipsy. And uh, I was like, I was going to pop into the 7-Eleven and see how their restrooms are. Thinking 7-Eleven, like where we're from, quick trips. I mean, it's just, just come on in. Come you on in. Walk do what in, you want. Take a leak and leave without buying yeah, anything. No problem. Yeah. Not there. But I'm thinking it's probably the homeless population. Okay, explain right? to me what you ran into. Um, just locked doors. I wasn't able to get in there. Locked doors. Yeah. What the fuck do you mean? Like, what if you want to buy a hot dog? What's a, a locked a restroom pizza? door? Locked restroom door. So you got to go up to the counter and get the key. I I guess, but I was like, oh, I, yeah, I was like, I, I don't I don't feel like uh, yeah, talking to anybody right behind now. Behind your building for free. Well, then I went over to McDonald's right next door. Same situation. Hey. Uh, and then I realized I've just wasted five minutes. 
And I only had about three minutes to go. And you could have pissed, dude, a long time ago. <laughs> I made it back to the hotel. It wasn't an issue, but uh, well, it was kind of an issue. I was, I was, you I was squirming. Two drinks up here. Oh yeah, one of them. The extra. Okay, fine. Here you go, buddy. No, you can have it. I just figure I need another one. Well, I'll, we'll get another one here in a little bit. Okay, then I will continue on without this other drink. All right, cool. So. You got a bladder full of piss. Bladder full of piss. I made it back. I, I'm just I'm just kind of setting the stage for you. Meanwhile, though, yeah, I'm booking a flight to Nashville, unbeknownst to Jeremy. Oh, really? I haven't heard yes. about this. Continue. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, so that's what I'm doing every night. I basically get to the hotel. I park oh. in the security garage. Yes, you do. Which has a gate. Uh huh. And uh, very you... loosely guarded gate, mind you, which I found out when I arrived. So, uh, to get out, you have to have a hotel key. Yes. With one of those sensors. If you don't have your hotel she key, kept the hotel key. You have to ring the bell uh-huh. and tell them your room number and your name in order to get out. Okay. So I'm thinking this is a very secure area. This is very nice. I'm very nice. comfortable right now. Yeah. So here's the thing about those rat fucking bastards with Enterprise Rental Car. Oh, here we go. This has been. Uh, this is going to cause us to lose our sponsorship <laughs> with Enterprise. Enterprise. And National both do this, and they're both under the EAN banner, which is Enterprise, Alamo, and National. All I three had of these, no idea they were connected. Yep. All three of these companies, they give you two rental keys, despite the fact that you only need one to operate the rental, right? Why yeah. on earth would you need the second key? Yeah, why? Why do and you? they're tethered together. Yeah. There's no reason for it. Why? 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 I, why? I asked them about this. The reason why they do that is because, well, we get two from the dealership, so we provide that to you. I'm no, like, fuck that. You keep one for yourself. Yes. What What if I lost one of Let's the keys? Let's just say what if. I lost one of the keys, and I call you guys and say, hey, I misplaced the key. You could just run it up to me. No problem, man. We're sitting on our way right now. Right? Wouldn't be a problem. That's why we keeps it. And when you're traveling, you want to have the least amount of stuff oh on God. your person as possible. I got enough shit on right? me right now. Yeah. I, don't, I got enough shit. I got my luggage. I got my beef jerky. I got my sour gummy worms. Last thing I need <laughs> is worms. a second fucking piece of keys. But the, the, but the thing is, they're key fobs. You know how clunky yes, those things are? Key fucking You can't fobs. put those in your pocket. No, you, dude, we have enough shit in our pockets. I got a phone. I got my damn wallet. I got my key, my keys. Mm-hmm. Then I got your keys. Yeah. And I got the sour gummy worms I didn't finish on the road trip. <laughs> so whenever I'm, I'm traveling, I've never had any issues with this. I typically... Break that key apart. Okay. The little thing that keeps you just it together. Break it open and take the parts out uh, of it, or with like no the, the the no the little tether thing. You you, you can just oh, twist okay, them. Okay, you, you don't twist, break the fob. Twist, twist, and twist, then, twist, pop. Yep. So you separate the keys. Separate the keys. Okay. Right gotcha. now, I've been recently diagnosed with ADD. Yes. So I have all sorts of stuff in my like process that yes. like I know I'm gonna lose these keys unless I do blank with them. Sure. If I take them to the hotel room, they will never be seen again. Oh my God! You'll leave them at the hotel and never be seen again. Find them, put them in the lost and found. The very first night, I could set them exactly like I, I am going to set this right here. I could send me a text saying where I sent them a photo, memento style of like okay. where the key is. Yes, and I will wake up the next morning and it'll be gone. Meanwhile, I'm on a flight, knowing damn well that Jeremy's ADD will not allow him to keep the keys tethered. Continue. So what I do. Especially when I'm staying at a hotel. Especially. That has a gate and security. Uh-huh. And I know I'm not because leaving. Because it's very, 
I'm doing quote fingers right now. Secured. Right. So, I leave them in the car, Brian. Of course you do. Right? Duh. So, I leave it in the car because I'm like, okay, it's secure. I already know that you have to have the key to get out. And you, uh, if you don't have a key, you got to call and gotta provide your room number and you got to provide them with your name. Oh, yeah, because there's no other way to get out of the gate, Jeremy. <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking like a criminal. <laughs> of course you weren't. So idiot. I, I wake up on Friday morning Friday. of my first week there because I was yes. there for two weeks. Yes. I go downstairs and I go right to my spot because part yep. of my ADD is I try to park in the same spot every single time. And if it's not the same exact spot, it's something that looks like the other spot, like next to a column, next to an opening. It's in, always got to look the same. It's got to be same floor, mm-hmm. and it's got to be like it, where I was as I walked out. It was to the right, so I knew, you know. And actually, this one it was next to the column every time. It was down to the point where I had parked in the same spot so often that somebody had like poured something out next to it that had a bunch of sh- that gross shit in it. Yeah, and it was like since I parked there the first time, I was like, well, this is my spot now. Despite this gross, disgusting crap on the concrete down but here. Also, that was also your marker. There's my spot. There's exactly. Gross crap. So I, I got out there and I saw the gross crap on the ground and my car wasn't there. So here's the thing. I got in late. I <laughs> ordered a mochaccino from Starbucks. I asked for two pumps of sugar-free vanilla. They put too much in there. I couldn't drink it. I dumped it on the concrete. <laughs> so continue. I start walking around. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, part of the reason why I do this is because I have a tendency of, you know, forgetting things. So maybe I just went to a different floor and I didn't realize it, you know, whatever. So I walked up one, didn't see my car. And of course, I've got the fob and I'm going, okay, where is it? Click, 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 click. And then I took the stairs down to the one below, not down there. And then I just started walking up just like, like, like you drive up. I yes, just started, walking, I was walking which, all the by way, the way It's a lot, lot longer when you're walking that yeah. than driving it. But and I went, it's not, it was a nine floor you're garage. Looking for identical spots. Compared. Oh yeah. You're, and hitting the fob and, the entire yes, time. Yeah. Not hearing anything coming back to you. I didn't do it once, but I did it twice. I walked all the way up, took the elevator down and then walked up again. Who knows? I may have missed it. I mean, exactly. I'm ADD. I might have missed it. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking there's no fucking way it's stolen. There's no fucking way. <laughs> That's not what I think. Right? Well, of course, it's not what you think. <laughs> so finally, I go to the front desk, and I'm like, hey. Hey, guys. Is there any chance that you guys towed any vehicles last night, like mine? Oh, let me take a look real quick. Nope. No, we didn't tow anything. You didn't tow any? No cars. Um, Let me look one more time. Fucking asshole. Yeah, I, no, nothing was towed. I heard something in between there. I said nothing was towed, nothing sir. Nothing was towed. Thank okay. you. So... As I'm, uh, they did tell me, they said, well, we had, we had some youths in here last night that we had to yeah. kick out. You say some youths? Youths, the two youths, the two youths. You kicked the youths out? Were the youths identified? They were not identified. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you about that here in just a second. So as I'm standing there. Hey guys, um, here you go. I just completed the work. Uh, what work is that, sir? On the gate that that car drove through last night. Have a good day, sir. <laughs> that is exactly right. So this guy tell, he comes up and he says, hey, I finished the work on the gate. They said, oh, what happened? And he said, somebody drove through it. And I was like, well, then I guess I know exactly what happened. Let me tell you how sturdy that gate was as I drove <laughs> Jeremy's rental car through it. Just to prove to him that this world is not all rainbows and lollipops. That there are bad people. <laughs> You did this to teach me a lesson? To teach you a lesson! Well, no wonder Enterprise took me off the <laughs> the, the rental car list because Jeremy I knew banned. the theft. Jeremy <laughs> and banned. is banned. 
I'm banned because From I, Enterprise. Because I left the keys in the goddamn car. We'll pick you up, they say. Not Jeremy, though. Nope, not at all. Not Jeremy. And I feel like an asshole because I know, obviously, like, don't leave the key in the car. Yeah, you don't leave keys in the car. You Jeremy. don't leave the keys in the car. Um, But at first I was thinking, my God, I must have left it unlocked. There's no fucking way, though, because, like, I always walk away and, and, and hit the key. Fob. I'm obsessive. I lock everything. Me, too. This car didn't honk whenever you locked it. All it did is flash the lights. That's bullshit. Right? Another annoying thing I about always... a Toyota Camry, by the way. Fuck oh, that yeah, car. Oh, yeah, but one of the most popular cars ever stolen. Uh, yes. The most commonly. Yes. And you probably know that because you're in insurance business. But yes. I always kind of take pride or like I get some kind of uh, pleasure from walking away and hitting the button Boop and beep. hearing the beep. Because yeah. of my mind, I'm that guy in the movie that's walking away from a car that's exploding. <laughs> Exactly. It's nice to hear the confirmation of the lock. Right. The to to me, I still look at it as like being like wealthy because back when we were like in high oh school, my God, remember that? if you if had somebody a car had... that made noise, I used to make a fake noise and I'm like, boop, boop, <laughs> just to make it seem like I had money. Do you remember when our boy Caleb, uh, Coach K, Coach C. Coach C, not K. Um, he, uh, he got a, he got a Saturn. Back when wow. Saturns were kind of cool. No, 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 no. They were never cool. They were just made. You mean back when Saturns That's were made? Back when Saturns were a thing. Were, were made. And it was the first any of us had the, the key fob. The hell was that noise? And he would he would walk away and just boop, 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 boop. Yeah, well, he was so boop, proud of that motherfucker. And then he would he'd stand there on the porch and just keep honking it. Cause, cause for no reason, <laughs> except for his cool. Yeah. It was cool it was back in the day. amazing. So, and here's the thing. I'm, I am hearing... Our listeners saying, Jeremy, the door wasn't locking. The key was inside. It wasn't locking. No, I would go back the first like three or four days that I had it. I would go back and I would check to make sure that it was locking because it wouldn't honk. So I was making sure that it was locking. Yeah. So it was locking. Now, I know that. Folks, this is something that I would not have known until recently because as most of you know, if you are true Chodidians, I was driving a 2005 Cadillac up until recently when I got my new car. That's why we called you Cat Daddy. Cat Daddy. So many people still do, by the Cat way. Cat Daddy. You guys are silly. But <laughs> um, now I know that my car will not lock now as long as one of my key fobs are inside the car. Right. My car won't. Jeremy's did. This car did. But this makes it confusing. And let me tell you why. I, Break uh, it down for us. So I, I work for an insurance company. Uh, I've got... People who handle fire and theft claims. By the way, Geico.com. No. God, stop it. So I uh, I reached out to a fire and theft guy and was like, hey, listen, car was stolen. He said, you left the key in the car, didn't you, dumbass? I was like, damn it, yes. And I said, but I know I locked the car. He said, it doesn't matter. If a key is in the car and it has that type of key fob where it can uh, identify the fact that your key is still in the vehicle, so, like, a lot of times you can get in and you don't need – I don't know why I'm explaining this to everybody. Everybody probably has a, a, a better car than I do. But you can just get in and you don't have to turn the key anymore. You just hit the button, right? The car knows yeah, the key is in exactly. the vehicle. Yeah, it knows. Proximity. Right? If you walk off without uh, getting the key, you'll get a little honk on some car saying, hey, key's still in here. Hey, uh, come back. Right? None of that was happening, first of all. But if a key is left in the vehicle, even if it's locked, if somebody comes up and hits that little button on the handle – the key inside the vehicle, it will let you unlock the car. Wow. So that's a flaw, if you ask Big me. Big time. Right? Because, I mean, there are probably people who accidentally leave an extra key in the car. Right? Now, here's the thing. In talking with the police, I 
obviously which I, I refuse to do. I, I admit to I, I everybody I talked to I admit I left the key in the car. Because because there's no there's no way that they could have taken it. Right. There was no glass on the ground or anything like yeah. that. So I'm just I'm just up front with everybody. I'm a dumbass. I left the key in the car. He's and he said, well, this is why your car was targeted. Rental cars at hotels specifically are targeted because of people like me who don't want to have that extra key. So you're saying the key fob untether is a common move. It's a common move because people don't like to have that extra key. Who wants two keys? Who wants nobody two wants, two, who wants keys? two of anything. Right. Really? So, so they just walk up to cars and hit that little button on the outside. And if it unlocks the car, they know the key is in there. As a matter of fact, even without that, they just walk up to every handle and hit every handle and see if it's unlocked. Right. But if they, if they see that the car unlocks, oh yeah, that's a good sign. They know, oh, key is still in here. And then you just press that damn button. You hear that engine start. And I got to tell you folks, when you do that, your adrenaline goes through the fucking roof. (laughs) Balls of concrete and you're on the goddamn run. So then there's the aspect of how did you get the car out, Brian? <laughs> well, here's the thing. They think a little gate is going to stop me. Bullshit. I'm in a damn battering ram <laughs> that drives at high speeds of 90 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's caught on video. You can see... Uh, three youths. I don't think you're talking about the masks that we were wearing. Uh, my local recruits I picked up. I, I might I might post this someplace. I don't know if I We should post can it. Can or I should It's I, a creepy looking picture. I gotta say, my posse looks intimidating. Everybody's seen the purge, or at least has an idea of what the purge yes. is. Yes. Um the, there was a Tesla that was parked in the same level as me. And um Tesla has security cameras on all four sides. Let me just say, isn't that badass? It is pretty badass. Tesla, like, it's pretty badass. Not only am I looking out for my car, yeah. but I got your back too. And it's motion activated. So as soon as somebody walks up to it, and it, you know, within a certain amount of feet, um, and the the you, I guess, uh, tried to get into the Tesla. No, it wasn't me. It was, t- uh, it was somebody else. Okay. You almost snitched. Um, <laughs> An accident. And uh, it, it snapped the photo of this person. So also while I was downstairs talking to the person uh, who fixed the gate, uh, another patron came up and said, hey, I don't know if this is going to mean anything to you guys, but uh, my Tesla caught this person trying to get into cars last night. And I was like, oh, my God. OK, cool. They forwarded that to me. So, so I've got I've got a picture, but he's masked up just like not just masked up like pandemic masked up. He's masked up like the purge. Exactly. Masked up. And it's a shame that that Tesla owner met an untimely death and won't be able to really help any further in the investigation. What? Continue. Oh, so that was a break in the case that I hadn't heard about. <laughs> so, yes, I left the key in the car. The, apparently, even when it's locked, for some goddamn reason, Toyota makes it so that you can still unlock the car because it's in proximity to the car. That's just stupid to me. So when I call Enterprise and I tell them all about, you know, the fact that, hey, it's been stolen, it's probably claim with them, um, they say, oh, you know, one organization within enterprise says oh great uh the closest uh, enterprise rental car to you is only a mile and a half away i was like hey i walk a mile and a half every day perfect gonna, this is perfect for me i'll go down yeah go down i just there took pick a it up. piss on that one on the way home last night for the bar <laughs> so i i called down to the local branch 7-eleven was locked and they say no. enterprise i can help you and I say, uh, yeah, my uh, rental car that I was in was stolen. I just filed a claim with you guys, and they told me to call you and get into a new vehicle. Please hold. Your calls Mr. Henson, are you still there? 
Um, I'm being told that you are now on our no rent list. Man, that's wild. So what am I supposed to do about this? Well, uh, you're gonna have to get a car from somebody else. Yes, call Hertz. Yeah, Hertz Donut. Booyah! High five. <laughs> so yes, they're basically They've been waiting to use that line for years. They're basically driving me away from them to use another company. Yeah, even though the amount in my career that I have spent with Enterprise and National on the company dime. Granted, doesn't matter. But there was a time where it was like ten grand a year that I was spending. Yeah, right. So like, you you seriously going to push me away from you guys to go to another company when I am the victim of a crime? And they said, "Well, uh, you left the key in the car, sir." And I said, "I I realized I left the key in the car. It was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that." They said, "But but you left the key in the car, huh. so you are now on a no rent list." Yeah. And I said, "Okay, can I ask you?" Why the hell do you guys put two keys on there? And she said, well, the dealership. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I said, I said, but you're adding to the risk. You're adding to the risk by giving me two keys. It is natural for somebody to separate them. Now, granted, some people might not keep them in the car like a fucking idiot. But that's another key floating around out there. Another key floating around. Speaking of that, at that exact moment, I'm selling that car for $5,000 cash and getting one key of pure cocaine for it. Just to teach Jeremy a lesson. <laughs> the cocaine part's teaching me a lesson? Yes, of course. Yes, you made me fall off the wagon. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jeremy, for your liberal agenda. So, yeah, there was that. That's wild. That's actually squirrely. Very squirrely story. Seg- Segway. So that same day, after all of that. You after know, all of that. I mean, could this day get any crazier? I get a FaceTime from my wife. Continue on this story while I pour myself another drink. There's no more mixers, so you're going to have to get yourself a Tapo Chico. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Or a glass of wine. Tapo Chico, continue. All right, two two Tapo Chicos, please. Tapo Chico. So, I'll tell you guys, because Brian's already heard this story, obviously, by the segue. Um, anyway. I get home, and Sarah is... Uh, well, I get home. I get back to the uh, back to the hotel. Hotel. And uh, I get a FaceTime from my wife, uh, producer Sarah, and she's just, it, it, it's reverse. So I'm not seeing her. I'm seeing something on the, on the ground in Dexter Doodoo's room. And, I, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, why are you showing me a stuffed animal? And she says, keep looking. And I'm looking a little closer. And I realized there is a dead squirrel in Dexter's bedroom. And when I say Dexter's bedroom... It's not like a little kennel. This is a bedroom. He has his own guest bedroom. It actually used to be the room that Brian stayed in for a little while. And uh, it's it's definitely his room. Every time we make the bed, he gets in and he immediately unmakes the bed and gets it perfect the way that he wants it. But uh, he apparently dragged a squirrel in through the doggy door. Disgusting. Yes, ad- <laughs> through the doggy door. Brian is screaming at, at the uh, other end of the house. Um, and... We have theories on this. My wife thinks that Dexter brought a dead squirrel into the house and then proceeded to just like throw the dead squirrel onto all of the pillows in the on the couches and then mess around with the pillows, maybe playing with the with the squirrel and all of the pillows ended up on the floor. This is every single couch that we have in the house. And then he just like ended up dropping it on the floor in his bedroom. Okay, I need to update everybody about this. I was chatting with uh, producer Sarah not long after we recorded this, and she did not think he brought in a dead squirrel 
she thinks, and I'm sure she'll correct me on this as well, but uh, she thinks that it was maybe unconscious and Dexter was throwing it around onto the couches and everything. And then it came to, maybe it was playing dead or something like that. Uh, but then that's how it uh, attacked uh, the dog as well. So I wanted to clear that up um, because uh, I don't want to misrepresent. Also, by the way, I said I was in West Memphis previously. That was uh, West Nashville. I'm kind of an idiot. My theory is that he brought in a live squirrel and the live squirrel did what a live squirrel does and they try to find high ground. What's the high ground in a, in a, a, a house for a squirrel? They're not going to be able to climb up the, 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 the door jams or maybe, maybe they could, but I think the easiest thing for them to do is to jump on the couch and try to get away from the dog. Meanwhile, Dexter Doodoo is jumping all over the couch trying to get the squirrel. Oh, I just thought about this. Sarah thinks it was a dead squirrel. Here's the thing. A chunk of Dexter's tail was bit or yanked off. I prefer to think that it was bit off because I don't know how a squirrel, I don't know how a squirrel would pull off a huge chunk of hair. What are you eating? We, I know what we, I know what we have in this house and it's nothing good. What are you eating? Now don't do it on the mic, but how do you have anything to make your mouth full? Because I know we've got almonds. Is it cheese? Did you get some string cheese? He's still chewing. Good God. It was a piece of tail I found downstairs. <laughs> what are you eating? you got to tell me. Almonds. I'm sorry. I are you seriously eating, are you eating a big thing of almonds? Yeah. <laughs> I How did you know? Because I know. There's only like three things to eat you knew. Because <laughs> all we have is healthy shit in this house. Mm-hmm. You, you pick, man. You pick. So... A, a dead squirrel is not going to be able to yank a chunk out of Dexter's tail. It had to be alive at the time. So that's one thing. But now I'm away in Nashville and Sarah has to dispose of this squirrel. You see the you saw the picture I sent. My flight lands shortly before. <laughs> Did you bring the squirrel in the house? <laughs> a squirrel that jumped in the Toyota I had stolen previously. A Memphis squirrel. You had to dispose of the evidence. Of course I did. And I did it here, Jeremy, to prove again and teach you guys a lesson. And what was the lesson in the squirrel? Don't leave the donkey door open. <laughs> so, so have you ever seen a bigger frown on a face than what I sent you? Guys, I know Sarah. <laughs> Love Sarah. Um, and she is not a dead animal person. Oh, no, no, no. For the most part, maybe not even much of an animal person except for certain ones. Yeah, uh, namely Dexter and Brody. There you go. That's pretty much it. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm trying to coach her on how to dispose of this dead animal. Yeah, and that's not what she's wanting. What she's wanting is for Jeremy to say, I'm sending someone over to pick up that squirrel. Either that or I'm flying home right now. I'm coming. I'll get this taken care of. I have a car. Let me figure out how I'm going to get to the airport. Somehow I feel Brian's involved. (laughs) I just, it's got his scent all over it. I can smell him. Squirrel! So, uh, so yeah, she had to, uh, here I am trying to tell her like, Hey, grab a shovel, uh, just go get, grab a trash bag, get a trash just, like, bag, a glove, grab I, it. I, I said like, you're, it like you're scooping out. up poop, just like a lab glove, you know, just like yeah. uh, or poop. Yeah. You just, we've been on a walk. You've taken up poop. poop. Yeah. Dead squirrel. Uh, no, but she was crying and she had a frown 
that was like touching her knees. She was frowning so much. She was, was trying not to cry, and yes. she was doing that quiver, the, the chin quiver. And her, yeah, and yes, that's exactly. I saw the chin <laughs> quiver in the photo. Imagine like you know Jeremy just saying like, "I'm not gonna make it home, babe. You have to carry on without me." It was more of a dramatic expression than she would have had if he would have said that. That's right. So uh, after I'm done FaceTiming her, she didn't like my recommendation of a shovel or an empty trash can or a trash bag inside out. Alexa, how can you make a dead squirrel disappear? Uh, she uh, she FaceTimes her sister. And her sister at that moment is uh, she's showing the family down in Parsons something on the phone via the Apple TV. So, you know, you can throw things up onto the Apple TV. I know now because you guys showed me. Right. They're doing that. And she answers the phone. And there's Sarah with the frown that is touching her knees. And everybody in the house is seeing her cry, bawling about this squirrel. She doesn't know she's on the big screen where she's got her sister, her sister's husband, her nephew, and two Italians that are there. Because they've got because they have mafia ties. They've got foreign exchange students staying there. Yeah, wink, wink. And I'll tell you what, her crying with a frown down to her knees right. is funny in any language. No, and they're like, oh, hey, look at her, let me get a banana gabagool. <laughs> That's exactly what they said. You were there? <laughs> no. So she does all of that. She she eventually gets a shovel and she and she disposes of the squirrel. Then she, of course she has to clean the carpet. She has to do all that stuff. I'm gone the entire time. So. I, I had I had a day that day, but I think, I think I think maybe my wife's day might have been worse. I don't <laughs> no, know. No, that's not yeah, in her mind. Know. Yes, but not in yours. It was a long day for me as well. Oh yeah. Yes, I was crashing hard from the pure Mexican <laughs> cocaine I got in trade for the vehicle. Came back in, barely got rid of the squirrel. Accidentally took off a chunk of dude's tail, which I apologize for many times. Now I want to get into what happened when I was in Vegas. But I also want to talk about what you said you had a topic. Well, the reason why you why why you couldn't record? Oh no no, because I was there still. Oh, in the that's because you were stealing yeah, the car. Of course, of course. Okay, no. I was I was wondering. Okay, so um, so I came back for a week, and then I went on vacation, which much to my chagrin, everybody that I work with was just like, "You're going on vacation again, motherfuckers." I was in Nashville working 12-hour days for two weeks with one day off. Again? I wasn't on vacation. Again? Yeah. Again? You're leaving again? Like, I I worked more in those two weeks than you guys did in a month. F off. Ooh. So, anyway. How about that? Yeah. So, um, so we go to Vegas. Uh, technically, we go to um, Zion National Park Mount first. Mount Zion. Not Mount Zion. Well, that's what you said, though. No, it's what I said in an interview with yeah, somebody else at incorrect. one point. I was incorrect, and my wife was in the other room correcting Thank me. Thank you. Um, we go to Zion National Park. It was beautiful. Went on an awesome hike. Uh, Utah doesn't sell booze like other states does. It's weird. Um, flash forward. Wednesday, we get to Vegas. We have reservations for a place called On the Record, which is like a early 2000s hip hop place. Okay. Maybe late 90s, early 2000s right. hip hop. I like that. Wednesday night is supposed to be, um, what do they call it? Uh, industry night? Yeah, We're waiters like, and bartenders and... But also dancers. Okay. Right? So, like, uh, th they basically have, like, hip-hop dancing competitions there uh, with local dancers. God, I on, wish I was there. I on... would love to serve those motherfuckers. <laughs> it was, uh... <laughs> it was, uh... It was supposed to be a good night. So, we're, we're there. We're getting ready. Um, it's 9.30-ish local time. Jeremy putting on his FUBU gear, getting ready to dance his <laughs> ass off. That's right. 
Um, it was actually NC. Is that is that was that one? I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of what happened. I don't, I don't, know, how you I I don't know how to really say it. Yeah, yeah, I got nothing. So, um, <laughs> do you have a ring doorbell? Uh, no, it rings, but it does not do, have a camera. But you're aware of what a ring doorbell is, yes. like a Nest, it, um, yes. and I believe stuff like that. Is Nest, Amazon's version. No, I believe Ring is Amazon's version. I don't think so. I'm, either way, it's a camera on our doorstep. Yes, it's motion activated. Nine thirty rolls around. And we're getting ready to go to uh, on the record. Like I said before, if if those doorbells were around back in the days when I fell off the, when I fucking went insane, I would still be in prison. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Uh, maybe it would have actually um, prevented you from doing some of the stuff. No. 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 Okay. So, um, ring doorbell goes off, and. Sarah actually checks it this time because a lot of times we ignore it. Like it's one of those things where like when you first get it, you're like, oh, this is awesome. But then it almost becomes more of a nuisance than anything else. You get all these alerts and eventually you're just like, okay, I get it. The trash is being picked up. I don't give a shit. Okay. Amazon's here. I get it. Who cares? Yeah. Right. But she checks it this time because we're out of town and it's, we know it's 1130 back home. So we're like, well, who's on our doorstep at 1130? Oh God. Brian fell off the wagon again. (laughs) She pulls, she pulls it up. And I'm, I'm just out on our balcony. We, we're staying at the uh, Cosmopolitan, and we're overlooking the Bellagio, uh, where uh-huh. I, was, I was basically waiting for the fountains to start going off. Yeah. Right? Um, and she comes over to me, and she's like, is this Dexter? Unbelievable. And I was like, no, it can't be Dexter. Dexter is at doggy daycare. There's no way it's Dexter because he. we are paying somebody. I want to tell you guys everything. Dexter has been here in the studio with us the entire time. And once Jeremy started telling the story, he ran downstairs. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> he knows. He's in trouble. So um, it's Dexter. He is on our porch and he had ran away from the doggy daycare. Keep in mind, it's 1130 at night. So we don't know what to do. I start calling around. Uh, I call my sister. She doesn't answer because it's 1130. I call her boyfriend. He doesn't answer because he's an asshole. No, I'm, I'm kidding. It's 1130. No, he's a fucking it's, asshole. It's 1130. Um, and meanwhile, day. Sarah is calling the emergency line at the at the kennel that we use. And they answer the phone. And at first we're like, oh, my God, like we need to inform them that Dexter has escaped. Yeah. And she, she the, the person answers and Sarah says something along the lines of, uh, hi, uh, my name is Sarah Henson and my dog I- is supposed to be with you, but he's on our front porch right now. And they said, oh, my God, Dexter. Oh, God. So they knew they yeah. knew he was gone. Yeah, that's the crazy thing about the story. They never called us. We found out the next day they let him out at nine o'clock for exercise time. Do not go to Michael and Casey's ever. <laughs> Michael and Casey. I messed up the other day when I told Brian uh, the name of the place, which I have I have left out of uh, uh, well the news. Michael and Casey do not go there. <laughs> Michael and Casey's is a bar that uh, has really cheap Long Island iced teas down they in Wichita. Do. Give you heartburn. Cash only. Yes, cash only. <laughs> As all bars oh, on the you South came Side back. do. That's right. Yeah, the interest in those stolen credit cards. So, um, so here we are. We're trying to figure out, you know, how he got out. We found out the next day. That he jumped a six foot fence at Michael and Casey's. We'll just call it Michael and Casey's. Michael and Casey's. He hopped a six foot fence at Michael and Casey's. He ran two miles home. We don't know if it was two and a half hours, two hours. We don't know how long he goes for exercise because you know what? Nobody's called us to apologize about this yet. This is the craziest part of the story. You spared them the embarrassment 
Yeah. And the ridicule and, and uh, the, the loss of business, but yet they can't just fucking say, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, on the doorbell. So I'll, I'll share the video uh, from the Facebook page. But um, I, I activate the uh, the uh, the microphone for um, uh, the ring doorbell. And I'm talking to Dexter. I'm saying, good boy, stay here. Good boy, sit down. That's this motherfucker boy, never dude. sat, by the no, way. No, he never does because he doesn't listen. He never sat. Um, but he kept running off the porch. And I was like, come back, come back, come, come here, come here. So I, I got him to stay on the porch. Um, and somebody from Michael and Casey's finally came up and picked him up. And, and she did the whole thing where like they get their face right in the camera. For ring doorbell, they don't understand like how it works. Yeah. So they get their face right in the middle of it, and uh, she's like, "I'm so sorry. I'll call you when we're back in the car." I said, "Great, thank you so much." She called uh, the wife, and she apologized at that point live. But we never got a call from manager. We never got a call from anybody um, letting us know that, uh, "Hey, sorry about that. You know, here's here's what our process usually is. Sorry, we didn't call you about it, and all yeah. that type of stuff." Just just explaining to us what happened. I called them the next day, and they were annoyed with me. That I called. I'm like, you're, I said, just want to make sure like what you guys are doing to ensure that this doesn't happen again. Because here's, the, here's the intricacies of all this. This is on a Wednesday night. For those of you who aren't in the Kansas city area, we got almost a foot of snow overnight. So like at two or three o'clock in the morning, it was snowing by, by the time people were waking up in the morning, there was seven inches of snow on the ground. If we didn't have the ring doorbell, then we wouldn't have been able to alert them that our dog was on our porch. Exactly. We alert them. Yeah. Not them alert us. So if it wasn't for that, I don't know what would have happened. I think maybe our dog would have died. Yeah, it's a, it's a totally different story. Then he, he knew how to get home, but how to get back there? Right. Uh, oh, no, he's not, he's not even going to try to get back. I mean, who knows? Yeah. So so who knows what happens if, if, if not for the ring doorbell? Um. God, but also, you know, and what I've been telling everybody else is I think the reason why I made it home is, you know, how much I take this guy on walks. Yeah, it's all over the place. And when we first moved here, I I intentionally took him on different routes and stuff because I want him to really know the neighborhood. And this place is two miles away, but two miles is a decent haul. Yeah, like I said to you guys, I had when I dropped him off there before I had to use a GPS to get back to the house. Yeah, so you had to use GPS. This guy. He just used DPS. Yes. Dog protection services. Dexter protection services. <laughs> so, so he made it back to the house be- because he was he was pretty familiar with the area. Thank God. But then on, like, on top of that, like, you know, he's jumped our fence before. So then I started thinking, my God, if it wasn't for the ring doorbell, he would have been trying his hardest to get into the backyard because we've got a doggy door. Yeah. Right? All he has to do is get to that damn gate and he's golden. But the problem is... Obviously, we took the doggy door out. Yeah, because we're gone. Because we were gone. So if he would have made it into the backyard, we would have never known. Yeah. It would have snowed. He would have frozen to death. And Michael and Casey's just wouldn't have contacted us. No, they would have offered you free Long Islands. Goddamn ridiculous. So I post this on Facebook. I edit the video to take the lady out uh, who uh, uh, came over and picked him up. And uh, it starts to gain a little bit of traction. People are like, oh, my God, it's Homeward Bound. You made a little meme that was Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Um, It was hilarious. I loved that. And then uh, Rebecca from KMBC, a radio station. Crockett. Yep. She reached out and was like, hey, would you like to come on the radio and talk about this? I'm like, sure. Jeremy Henson and his wife were away on vacation when their dog Dexter jumped the fence Wednesday night at doggy daycare, ran home two miles and called them on their ring doorbell. Jeremy says their life revolves around Dexter, and the entire time they were gone, 
They were wondering how he was doing. Gosh, I hope everything's okay. I hope he's not missing us too much. And then you open the ring doorbell and he's sitting there trying to get, get in. It's like your, it's your worst nightmare. Henson activated the mic to try to keep his Australian cattle mix calm while his wife called the daycare's emergency line. Dexter remained on the porch like a good boy until the daycare arrived to pick him up. Rebecca Crockett, News 98.1 KMBZ. That aired at like on the morning show on Thursday? Friday. I talked to her on Thursday. It aired on Friday morning. I'm in line at the Cosmopolitan to get some coffee. And I get a message from uh, Abby Dodge from KCTV5 uh-huh. in Kansas City. Hey, I'm so glad Dexter made it home. Would you like to come on and talk about it? I'm like, hey, that sounds awesome. That'd be a lot of fun. So I go upstairs uh, with my the coffee. Wife. There she is. I go upstairs to get some coffee. And, um, excuse me, I go upstairs with my coffee and I'm setting up my iPad and stuff like that. And as I'm getting ready to go uh, with her to do the interview, I hear a phone call in uh, the bedroom and Sarah answers the phone. She's like, hello? Um, no, he's actually getting ready to do an interview with another news station right now. Uh, sure, I'll have him call you back. Fox 4. I might be mixing up these numbers, but Fox is on the line. Local Fox affiliate is on the line. They're wanting to interview me as well. Whiteout conditions and more than a foot of snow wasn't in Jeremy Henson's forecast for the week. And then we came to Vegas on uh, Wednesday. He's spent the last few days hiking in Zion National Park. His family loves to get outside here in Kansas City too. Oh boy. The Henson's dog Dexter is a master of finding the perfect stick. Good boy. So he, he knows the area very well. But he stayed I'm home for this here. trip, living the sweet life at a doggy hotel. He'd rather be with us, but he had his own little homeward bound incredible journey, so. Dexter traveled two miles to get himself back home, but the Hinsons didn't even know he was gone until they got an alert on their ring doorbell. It wasn't a package, but their furry best friend wanting to say hello. He wasn't like nervous or anything. He just, he looked excited. He was happy. He was happy to be home. You know, he's like, hey guys, I'm here. Just let me in. Everything's cool now. I know you guys forgot me. While the Hensons were in their own hotel. Oh my God, our dog just broke out of, uh, of doggy daycare, made a great escape. We were terrified. Uh, so we, we just didn't know if, if he was gonna run away. I didn't know if I activated the mic, if it was gonna confuse him. The sound of his dad's voice was more soothing than the snow that lied ahead. We've been sitting there watching this snowstorm barreling down the Kansas City area the entire time. <clears throat> and we're thinking we've got a short clock. Just like in the movies. After a few frantic phone calls, someone pulls up just in the nick of time. Yeah, we miss him. Can't wait to see him again. But hopefully not on the silver screen anytime soon. Abby Dodge, Casey, TV5 Good News. Boy. Come on. Good boy. Yeah. <laughs> So I get done with KCTV and then I get, I do another interview. I've got dueling local interviews going on right now.
A doggone crazy story. We are about two miles from the family home, and that is about the distance that that five-year-old doggy ran to get back to his home, having escaped from the doggy daycare. The Hensons tell me, by the way, that they're not angry, they're not pursuing any legal action, but if not for their doorbell app on their cell phones, they or anybody else might not have known the dog was loose. Imagine being more than a thousand miles from home and this sweet face comes to your door. And I uh, got that ding, ding, ding. Jeremy Henson and his wife Sarah were on a getaway to Las Vegas on Wednesday night when their doorbell camera app notified them of motion detected on their porch. It was their five-year-old dog, Dexter, who'd escaped from the pet boarding center they'd used. Hi, buddy. Good boy. Stay there. Jeremy could see the dog was scared, and he calmed Dexter down by using the camera system's talkback feature. Dexter, sit. You can see in the video, he's trying to open the door with his, with his paws. Um, he's nudging it with his, with his snoot, so he was doing everything he could to get inside. The Hensons won't say which doggy daycare business they'd used, but Dexter likely hopped a six-foot fence to get loose from there. Someone from the kennel came to pick up Dexter within 10 minutes of the Hensons' call from Nevada. It didn't surprise me that he was on our front steps. Like, um, I was just more concerned that they didn't know, so I called him like, hey, my dog's on my front porch, but I think he's supposed to be there. Dexter takes Jeremy on a lot of early morning walks. The Hensons believe that's how he'd gotten familiar enough with the neighborhood to find his way home from two miles away. We, he has been kenneled in the past, hasn't had too many issues, but uh, his, his older little brother, uh, is no longer with us anymore, and I think he used to be fine hanging out there with him. Jeremy and Sarah say they might not have known if not for the camera. Yeah, I'm just, you know, curious to find out what their protocol is um, when a dog escapes um, and uh, see if that protocol was followed. Um, and if it was followed, then I probably won't take them back uh, because if a dog escapes and they don't call the owner, then I'm not loving that. Now the question you're all wondering, the Hensons won't tell us the name of the doggy daycare that they're using. Like we said, they're disappointed, but they're not going to pursue any action against them, John and Christelle. Uh, they say that their biggest concern is that that was about the time the snowstorm was about to hit on Wednesday night. Of course, we got all this snow on Thursday. However, for that evening, if they hadn't alerted somebody, they're concerned that Dexter might have been stuck outside during the weather. Hmm. Dexter knew where to go, though. He probably would have found a place to stay warm, right? Don't you think? I think he That's a smart dog. That's <laughs> yes, a smart it is. dog. Good for Dexter. We may have some more snow Where's coming it? our way. Two miles. Yeah. yeah the dog right? figured it out I for two miles. I want my mama and daddy. <laughs> That's just incredible. So and this ended up airing on Friday night, and thousands upon thousands. And th I mean, when you went to the kennel the next day, when you were doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. Whenever Allie and I were volunteering at the Humane Society, people were talking about it there. Yeah. Um, when Sarah went to work on Monday, everybody was like, how's your vacation? And she's like, oh, it was okay. Um, but uh, my, my dog was kind of naughty. They're like, oh, what happened? She said, did you see Johnson County Dog escapes daycare? And, <gasps> and goes, oh, they go, oh, my God, that was your dog. Like, everybody in the KC area has seen this. And it's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I learned a lot about media. Right? Like, how did they get my wife's phone? True. I have no idea. I have no idea how they got my wife's phone. I wonder how they did get her phone number. I, she doesn't give that to anyone. Yeah. I have no idea how, how uh, they got her phone. Um, Hi, Sarah. Newsweek. I know. He's, he's really into because it's his story right now. <laughs> he's very into it. Newsweek picked up the story 
And one of the lines in there said that uh, Jeremy could not be reached for comment or could not immediately be reached for comment. They never tried to reach me. So those little lines that you see when they're yes. over there talking about politicians who couldn't immediately be reached, technically they're right. I couldn't, but they didn't fucking try. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Couldn't be reached because we never dialed the number because we never did anything to try to reach him at all. Um, and then I started looking at, you know how there's all, all sorts of aggregates out there that just like take stories and then turn it into their own. Yes. There are a bunch of dog sites that were doing that. And like, if you just do, if you just, I almost said Dougal. Same thing. Because do Dougal's the dog version. If you just Google Dexter doggy daycare, like 15 hits come up on Google of this story and they're all taking the ones from KCTV. And then the other day I got a call from ring doorbell. Yes. Ring doorbell folks asking in for the big money now asking if they could use the footage, asking if I'd be available for uh, interviews and all that stuff. And uh, I still got to return that email. That's my ADD. Um, But uh, yeah, we're looking at maybe uh, getting, getting a little deal with ring doorbell as well. Unpaid. Obviously, because multi-billion dollar company, they can't, their, their, their reasoning behind it, and I get it, is they want uh, unpaid testimonials. You know, fuck you. (laughs) Hang on a second. I'm still looking at maybe getting this. Bullshit. (laughs) Unpaid testimonies doesn't change the fact that their product saved your dog's life. That's the thing. That's why I'm willing to do it because it's. Fuck that. <laughs> Stop it, dude. This is Dexter's story, not theirs. And if you let them fucking take it for free, then you're just handing that shit over. Yeah, but you know what? If I wear a TTP shirt on, uh, uh, they're gonna fucking you know, the out. Today fucking Show or something man. like that. Look, Dexter is the damn... Yes, I'm talking about you. You're looking at me right now. I see you. Dexter's a fucking hero here. This is his story. He deserves money for it. Two and a half miles... Two and a half thousand. <laughs> but this whole thing's been incredibly interesting. Um, the ring doorbell also captured uh, two different news organizations recording live from my front porch, which I thought was kind of interesting. And they were just like, uh, okay, by the way, we're going to be going to your house. I'm like, wait a second. How do you know where I live? Weird. Weird. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so they were able to find out where I live. Um, we're not in the phone book. So <laughs> county regular, that's weird, man. They have some free, they have some, they've they got some, some ways, shit. they've got some ways. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was an incredible, uh, incredible couple days in Vegas. Um, unfortunately the place that we were going to, but first we were like, let's call and cancel the reservations because I don't know if we're, if our dog is alive, but luckily Michael and Casey's came by and, uh, picked him up without a problem within like 10 minutes. So we go to, uh, on the record. And they were closed. They allowed us to pay $115 for reservations uh, online somehow, but they were closed. So that night was kind of ruined. We got our money back. Everything was cool. They gave us a tour of how, how, how cool a place might have been if there were people there. Ridiculous. Right. But uh, then the next day, we kind of did your average just kind of walking around. We ate dinner uh, Thursday night. And then Friday was going to be that day where we walked around a little bit more. Got like a big old In-N-Out burger. But then I did like three hours of interviews. Uh, for for local TV that day, so our our trip to Vegas was dominated by our dog who was yes, a thousand who miles was not away. even there a thousand miles away. Can you believe he did that? No, I, I can't. But the crazy thing is, like, yeah, he runs off from a doggy daycare. It's a feel good story, you know. Right. Somebody escapes from prison. Oh, shoot their asses. You know, it's, <laughs> I, I, I don't get the double fucking standard here. Well, uh, uh, Jeremy, let me continue. Now okay. you had okay. your fucking time. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, I yeah, dominated. A lot. God. 
Can somebody I, else talk? I want to talk you about me, another we, dog by you, the name of D. You said, do we another have anything to talk about? dog by the name of D. We're going to talk about Dakota. Earlier on, you said, do we have anything to talk about today? No, I said, uh, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, okay. And you said, oh, let me just unload all my shit. So let me continue. <laughs> hey, man, if you were we're available to record when Dakota. I was in Nashville, I would have gotten half of those stories out of the way. We're going to talk about Dakota, <laughs> the fucking foster dog. Ooh. So, yeah, Dexter may have escaped from a doggy facility and made his way home. But did he piss on the floor? Uh, probably because the, the the next day they wouldn't let him outside. In your home. No. Of course he did not. Um, though also Dakota the foster dog chewed the fucking boards out of the gate. Okay? The gate chewed. destroyed the fence with his teeth and his claws. <laughs> so what kind of dog also, is this? What kind of dog is he's this? He's a fucking mutt. Oh, that's he's a what fucking Dexter dead is. dog if he doesn't get his shit together and tell you that right that's now. That's another D. That's a, that's, a, that's a double D dog. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I just, you know, Dexter's got a lot of attention tonight, but let's talk about Dakota, the foster dog, who has me so freaking exhausted right now. <laughs> I can barely keep my fucking eyes open. I got to stop by Starbucks to get coffee on the way home. And it's 7 o'clock at night. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's pathetic, but true. Okay. Those almonds were delicious. Weren't they? Which, yeah. which flavor did you get? Just salted. Just salted? Yeah. I don't delicious. think we had just salted. Well, it tasted salted to me. <laughs> Did you get the ones out of the big bag or the individual big ones? Big bag? <laughs> okay, bird. folks, I got to go back downstairs <laughs> and look at more almonds. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> so what's going on with Dee Dee? Oh, Dee Dee's just, no. He's Dee a dead Dee. dog. Oh, my God. <sighs> this dog. I think fostering a dog, you know, is going to be a good experience. It's going to be rewarding for both sides. And that's bullshit. Oh, really? Yeah. Why, why? Now wait a second. Why did you think it was going to be rewarding for you in the first place? <laughs> oh, it's going to be yeah, because it's going to make you feel good. Okay. But, like a, but he just keeps pissing on the floor. He keeps destroying the fence. Have you tried letting he the dog outside? Holes. I, I let the dog outside all the time on a Jeremy. regular basis. On a reg, on the reg. Like when you first wake up in the as morning. As soon as I wake up in the morning. As soon as I get home. Um, if I see him fucking looking suspiciously. Okay. In any direction that's not normal behavior, <laughs> I'm fucking getting his ass outside. But and he's still pissing all over the, the place. The whole marking the territory thing. Oh, yeah. You know, because Oscar's in the house, you know, and Oscar is obviously the king of the home. Right. Um, Clearly. Yeah. I mean, Oscar's royalty. Oscar's friends with Dexter do. Right. There's footage of them playing together, and he's a <laughs> television star. And I don't know. So... I just got to get this under control. As a matter of fact, I got to get home and let that fucking dog out. So, uh, uh, how long do you have this foster dog? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> until it gets adopted or until it accidentally dies. Accidentally dies. Yes. Accidentally just like you accidentally dies. flew to Nashville and stole my car. Wink, wink. <laughs> I just want everybody to know Brian didn't steal my car. Just in case, because it's yeah, still an ongoing investigation. Exactly. You know, I did not steal the car. Tongue I have... is firmly in cheek. Yeah, I, I no, wink, wink. Uh-huh. Yeah, I. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I just wanted to brag about that dog a little bit. <laughs> That's it. You got a dog that pisses all over. Yeah, the house. he eats food, pisses on the floor, and destroys fences. How many times do you think he's pissed on the floor? I today? would guesstimate now, knowing what I know. Over the last two weeks, he's probably pissed on the floor unknowingly at least 14 fucking times. Oh, my God. <laughs> now I got to get home immediately. How does I'm it smell? Out of it. I, I don't know. Like, I've been thinking that I'm smelling piss smells. Because <laughs> you are. 
But well, no, but like, because I I am the only one that pees on the floor in the house. <laughs> Me. <laughs> this motherfucker stop free range. Not shoot your shot wherever you want to. And I, so when you pee on the floor, is it when you've had too much to drink and you're peeing in the closet and you uh, think it's the bathroom? No, it's just because that's never to happened to me. In the toilet um, and missing, obviously, <laughs> because because you're 44. I mean, well, like, like, like my, my, my dad was like, who pissed on the floor? Like, not me. But now I can honestly say it was me, I guess, because <laughs> I am not good at aiming the piss. I piss setting down now just to stop arguments from happening. <laughs> I always tell Sarah, like, if, if I if I convert to sitting down while I pee, I know I've gained too much weight. No, you sit on the pee just so you don't miss. No, for me, it's like, uh, uh, I can't stand oh, it. No, longer. no, it's not that. Like, so that's the thing. I set the pee, but stand the wipe. <laughs> You're such a fucking I don't know what the fuck's going monster. on with me. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, um, we still have about half an hour to fill. So What are you talking about? <laughs> There's no fucking way that's true. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Uh, well, there you go. A lot has happened since the last time we recorded. I really hope that that's not the case between no, now like and we're next time. For next Wednesday. Yeah, man. Uh, hopefully, we're going to be able to get uh, to doing this thing a little bit uh, on on a more regular basis. My travel for work has um, uh, it's not, it hasn't ended, but uh, it's 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 been reduced. Uh, and Brian's schedule is a little bit more consistent as well. So we're hoping that we can start doing this on, on a more regular basis. I just want to give a shout out to the uh. uh to the iTunes review uh, that uh, was bitching and complaining about the fact that we didn't, uh, we don't record on a regular basis anymore. Oh my God. Who yeah. was it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but they also said that Put we talked out there. They also said we talked too much politics. They said somebody, one of the two of us uh, uh, thinks so little of, uh, no, if, if you don't have the same exact political views as them, uh, then they think less of you. And I don't, I'm not sure which one they're talking about, me or you. <laughs> because for for a while there, you were going on a pretty pretty stiff jag about uh, about vaccinations. Yeah. And I was with you, but sometimes I was like, ooh, right, that's a little bit. But to be fair, if that's what they were talking about, I wonder who it was. that's not fucking political. I wonder I wonder who that was. I just, I just, I, I'm pretty What's sure. What's name? Pull up the fucking handle. I don't, I don't know. Let uh, me do an investigation. Uh, you could probably figure out who it was. Uh, probably find their address. Uh, yeah, I'll find all of it. And their wife's phone number (laughs) but uh, i didn't even mean to bring this up but to me like that that's not political it's a shame that people think that that's politics and maybe maybe they're talking about me and something else that i've said i'm sure it's you you're soft (laughs) but uh, if it is about vaccinations uh that's not political uh people have made it people have made it political but i know a lot of republicans who thinks it's stupid that if you don't get vaccinated either so I guess we're beating a dead horse on that one. Everybody's vaccinated now yes. and the pandemic is over. Beating a dead horse and a dead horse died because it wasn't vaccinated, guys. <laughs> Actually, no, it, it had plenty of horse paste. Ivermectin. You. It had you. plenty of ivermectin. Look at you. They don't need to get vaccinated. They don't need that. Uh, horses are... Um, what? Immune? Immune. <laughs> Brian learned a lot during the pandemic. And. Em- you think you would do learn the immune. word immune during the pandemic? Immune. That's how you know I'm a professional. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for stopping by. We appreciate it. And Brian just crushed a can on my head for some reason. I think we filled some time. I think we filled some time. Don't forget to visit trytopodcast.com or look for the boys on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for Try to Podcast. And for God's sake, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's literally the least you can do, and it goes a long way to help the show. Did you see me riding those levels trying to get it right? <laughs>
Yeah, I got to ride those <laughs> levels. That's what happens when you record once every six weeks. So if you guys uh, are in the market for a Toyota, <laughs> <laughs> give me a holler. I only got one key. Don't ask for two. 